A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to International Iron. I'm your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here, as always, with the blonde myth, Lee Priest. What's up, Lee? Yeah, nothing. Just enjoying a bit of a heat wave down here. Well, today's a bit cooler, I could say. It's probably only 35 today. The last few days have been in the mid-40s, so it's been nice and warm. I think mid-40s is about 110, 112 in your... What? Holy shit! One, ugh, fuck that. Living the dream. One ten is hum- like that's absurd. Yeah, it, with it, the humid, humidly too. It gets a hundred. <laughs> it gets one hundred here sometimes, but it's super rare. Usually, like ninety six, ninety seven is like a sweltering day for us. But it uh-huh. is pretty humid. But man, that's insane. Good old Australia. Oh yeah, that must be that global warming climate change whatever it is That's exactly what it is we're eating too many cows <laughs> and animals and now fucking australia is hot yeah. so you know how that works <laughs> but I, I remember when it was this hot when i was young so it's just you know then, then it was it earlier this year it was been the coldest it's ever been so i can't really say it's the climate change and global warming when okay summer's hot you know sometimes it's colder than others but then winter time is cold enough so yeah who gives a shit well, they just say, well, it's just it's climate change just because it's getting warmer, but it causes all kinds of different things. It's like, fuck off. Well, it's the weather. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you what do you propose we do? Like, stop driving cars or, like, no one gives a shit about that. No one with money gives a yeah. shit about that, so it's not going to. It's like, it's like down here, they just want to bring out, bring out all that climate change stuff so then they can do all these carbon emission taxes and charge you more for carbon emissions. It's even like if you book your ticket online for a plane, do you see that where you can pay the extra 10 or $20 for emissions out of the plane or something? I don't think we have that here. I've never done that, although I haven't flown it's, that it's, much. It's got, it's got the option there, so I guess if you pay, what does that do? <laughs> it cleans your bit of air from the plane. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, that's. Ins- but to me, it's just as dumb as when you go to the grocery stores now. Some, do you want a, Do you want a bag? No, I'm going to carry my groceries home in my fucking arm, like a put them in my pouch, like a kangaroo, you shit bag. What do you think <laughs> I'm going to do? It's like, yeah. So then sometimes I say, would well, that be five cents for a plastic bag? Oh, we're helping the environment. Yeah, okay. Let me see my bread, my um, fruit that I got there, this here, that there. everything I brought from your fucking store comes in plastic, so how the fuck are you helping the environment by not giving me a plastic bag to carry it home in? <laughs> right. Fucking dickheads. <laughs> Next time you go to groceries to look at how much stuff comes in plastic and they think, oh, we're not giving out grocery bags, we're helping the environment. No, you just want to yeah. give out grocery bags but charge five, ten cents for them. It's like, 
I, I don't or know. you can buy those. I didn't. <laughs> buy those, what's those? What's those stupid Econo ones you can buy? You know the bags that you can buy and then take them home and bring them back. But you know, no one ever remembers to bring the bastards back, so you got to buy more. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, honestly, it kind of annoys me when people use those. It's just like, really, just re. I mean, we everyone reuses the plastic bags, anyways. It's not mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I just don't think that it's just not a big enough difference. Eventually, that fucking hippie bag of yours has to be thrown away too. I don't know. Oh yeah. It's funny how people think like, if you believe in global warming, you're probably a left wing hippie. So you believe in evolution and all that shit. Um, not saying I don't believe in you know this stuff. I'm just saying that's how they are. So like, you you then must you 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 accept the fact that. The Earth's been around, like, the, the amount of time we've been on the planet is, like, one second. And mm-hmm. the amount of time the Earth's been around is, like, a million years. Like, we've been around, like, one second out of a million years. And we've, we're already destroying the planet. Like, get the fuck out of here. There's been ice ages and fucking eruptions and everything. And we're, the, like, get get out of here. Like, you're out of here. You're so egotistical to think that we... We've had fucking asteroids hit the planet. We've had fucking everything. Yeah, because we're burning some fuel... Most of the most of the planet's not even there aren't even people there. There's so much space. I don't know. I just don't I don't buy that shit. How there's like it, we're, we're destroying all, the planet with a little bit of fucking the, fossil it's fuel. All in, it's, all, it's all in the money making. The thing is too, when you look at wind energy, solar energy, energy they can get from the waves and shit. Like they could switch over to solar today. Every house should be made with solar panels. But no, these big oil companies and petrol companies that are paying. The politicians and everybody else don't want fucking solar because then they'll lose billions. So it's all fucking bullshit. They don't, it's like when you said before about people that smoke and get cancer. They know smoking causes so many cancers and kills people, but yet they fucking sell us. They don't put commercials on TV saying quit smoking and all this sort of shit paid for by the government. You don't want people to quit smoking, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, that shit is that that really annoys me too. Like quit smoking commercials. Like what is that? What? what uh-huh. It's like people will do it or they won't do it. Don't like a commercial uh-huh. like for the general safety of the people. What fuck? Off. It's such no, a it's such a fake bullshit care. thing. But what gets me is it's one that you know it's probably one of the top killers out there, smoking or cancers it causes and shit like that. And not to mention what it costs fucking families to buy cigarettes here in Australia. Cigarettes being the cheapest packets like twenty five bucks a packet. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you think, you know, people who, people who are on the dole, who are on unemployment, get money from the government, smoke a couple of packets a week, you know. They're buying smokes, not putting food on their kids' table. So it's just stupid. And like I said, they know it causes all these cancers. And I've said it before, imagine if a supplement company or anyone brought out a fucking protein powder that killed that many people or the protein powder caused cancer or did this. You'd, it'd be taken off the market in fucking no time. We'll like, see you later. So that's all. Crap. The so whole, like, the, whole mar- the whole industry would be shut down if that happened. Yeah, oh, it's ridiculous. Same yeah. with alcohol here. I mean, we know the problems alcohol causes with fights, people drink driving and abusing alcohol and shit. But anything like smoking and the alcohol, too many taxes from that than the fucking big companies pay the lobbyists to pass all their bullshit. That's why what was that good documentary a few years back about smoking. Remember that one where it's something about quit smoking or they even made a movie about it but there was actually a documentary about how the big tobacco companies are so embedded with the fucking lobbyists and shit that there's no way they'd ever fucking get rid of it it's almost like you know the gun lobbyists (laughs) it's never gonna happen 
Yeah, and the corn lobbyists and the dairy lobbyists and the wheat lobbyists. All the, it's all money. Money controls everything, but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, the whole, like, anti-cigarette commercials, it's just insane. It really well, that's is. Why I laugh. That's why I laugh here, and it's just paid for by the government. I'm thinking, well, okay. <laughs> and the our commercial says, this is paid for by such and such part of the government. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, like, they care. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but honestly, like, I don't have that. I mean, I don't. I'm not a like a tobacco supporter, but I just think that alcohol is infinitely worse because mm-hmm. nobody smokes four cigarettes and then goes out and smashes into someone or beats their wife, you know. But alcohol is like it, it's it's just terrible. Alcohol is the worst oh, yeah. drug there is. Alcohol and, and is worse than like, cocaine. Like two, yeah, normally if kids are going to smoke too, it's normally teens later on in their teens. But yeah, fucking young kids, even under the age of 12, 10, get hold of alcohol in the family household and fucking drink and carry on. And like you said, they see their mum and dad drink. They're alcoholics. And yeah, so many families are destroyed over alcohol more than anything. So Yeah, I mean, if you want to smoke a cigarette or do whatever, a cigar or anything like that, it's, it's I mean, you, you should have the right to destroy your own body. But alcohol is a different beast. Alcohol turns most people or a lot of people into like maniac you know, and, mm-hmm. and endangers people who don't partake in the drug, and it's just well, I don't know. any 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 hospital on here in Australia. And I have some TV shows sometimes of those ambulance shows and hospital shows on, and generally on a Friday, Saturday night, and shit, nearly everyone that goes into the emergency rooms is generally revolving around alcohol, so either being beaten up or drank too much, or they passed out alcohol and something else, and car accidents involving alcohol so that's always alcohol. yeah I, I had a kid work for me here his name was colton and he uh his father was a he was like into like forensic shit he like went to um crash sites and kind of tried uh-huh. to figure out what went wrong and i asked him i was like so cool how many how many of these accidents are alcohol related and his he said his dad said 80 percent of them are alcohol related it's like what the yeah. fuck, but this shit's not out there. No one ever talks about it. Like you don't even see, you don't even see commercials. Alcohol is like ingrained. You don't even well, see here, like. I don't know what it's like in America, but here we have like what they call a drinking culture. Everything revolves around alcohol. Whenever there's a sports thing on cricket, soccer, rugby, anything like that, every time they interview them, oh, we're gonna go have a few beers, get wasted. They interview them the next day after they won a championship. How do you feel? I can't remember. We drank so much. And then all these commercials, they, like, glorify alcohol. And here at the sporting events, you know, it's probably the same as in America, they got rid of all the cigarette advertising. But yet, around the sporting events here, rugby, cricket and that, it's all alcohol advertising. And they, like I said, it's like a drinking culture here. It's like you can't – they're always saying that you can't go out and have a good time if you don't drink. Pretty much what they're saying. To go out to enjoy yourself or have a good night with your friends or – at the sporting event, you have to drink to have a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think – so, wait. In Australia, like, the athletes, the professional athletes will say they're getting hammered on, on interviews? Yeah. Yeah. There's, That's um, insane. It, last year, I was annoyed at this female surfer. She won the championship surfing. And, like, they, you know, they surf over, like, a couple of days. Say, like, the surfing contest was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. By the Saturday – She'd had enough points that she'd won the championship, but she still had to surf on Sunday. And they're interviewing her saying, so how did you feel after you won? Well, she goes, well, after I won Saturday, I knew I won. I got went out and got that placid and drank so much. She goes, I don't even remember surfing on Sunday. I was so wasted and hungover. 
and they're all laughing about it. I'm thinking, hey, so here you are saying how you went out surfing on the Sunday and you were that plaster from the night before you don't even remember it. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I, uh, oof. that's that's I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're yet, similar, like, in yet, America. But yet, yet that would be the same people that would point a finger at me and go, oh, who takes steroids unhealthy? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, in America, there, there is a heavy drinking culture, but that, I mean, that that stuff doesn't go on. Like, a pro athlete would never say that. They get crucified oh, yeah. well, for that. No, but we hear, it, we hear it all the time here, nearly all the time. Rugby players, cricket players, in interviews, they always talk about knocking back a few beers and doing this and doing that and going out drinking with the boys and... Nearly every weekend, we've had so many football players and rugby players suspended because they go out and get drunk after the games and get into fights at the pubs. Or you got some of the like the pro rugby players here; they go out and get drunk and then they're pissing and urinating in the streets. And one of them was like pretending he was having sex with a dog, and someone got it on video and stuff. So they're always fucking just fuck ups, and they get so many chances. And everyone goes, "Oh, let's feel sorry for him." Or one will say. I'm going to put myself in rehab in Bali for two weeks, so they go away for two weeks and come back, and then they get on the alcohol again. Yeah, like, <laughs> how about, name, name one other drug that you consume, and it makes you pretend to hump a dog in public. There are other drugs like that, but they're all, like, heavily illegal drugs that you get caught with and you go to prison. But alcohol is no. like that, and, oh, it's fine. Well, you can buy it at no. any store in any quantity. I read another rugby player. He, he had his mate take... Um, photos and video of him at the urinal taking a piss, trying to piss in his mouth, and that went all over the news. <laughs> it's like, Jesus it's Christ. Up. Yeah, but that's okay. Alcohol, that's good. And then we had the cricket on last night. Two drunk guys decide for fun they went streaking across the cricket ground, running around the cricket pitch for a couple of minutes, security chasing them. <laughs> then they interviewed oh them God. on the news, and they're smiling, smiling on the news. Well, you know, sometimes you just do stuff when you've had a few, and our buddies bet us to do it, so we figured, why not? It's on the bucket list. So we had a few more drinks, then we went streaking across the field. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, I feel like in America they were getting, like, they they go to prison for that shit. Well, they get, they're getting a fine. That's it. They, they can't go to a cricket match, I think, for a couple of years, and they get a $5,000 <laughs> fine each. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we have, like, uh, specific holidays and days that are pretty much dedicated to drinking like st patrick's day is just like let's get hammered all day uh-huh. have a random day for irish people which it's like uh-huh. okay well, where's the italian day or the english day or the african day like do you just have I the mean, do you just have the to get drink people drink a bit on the fourth of july oh yeah fireworks and alcohol i mean everything uh, is alcohol like we got, we got we got that coming up here we got australia day coming up here on january 26th but now, instead of Australia Day, we've got the Muslims complain about it. But now the Aborigines, they complain about it because they, they call it Australia Day. They want the date changed because they call it Invasion Day. It's when the English invaded and took over their land. So now we've got all this shit going on about they want to change the date. They shouldn't have it. The Aborigines won't accept that date because it was Invasion Day and blah, blah, blah. Back and out. Yeah. <laughs> you of can't course. win. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, we have. I mean, pretty much every holiday is, is it's it's like junk food and alcohol is is pretty much the whole. I mean, oh, yeah. besides, I guess Easter and Halloween, those really aren't about alcohol as much. But every other holiday, like New Year's, is insane. Oh, uh, yeah. If when you could, when could you, you turn imagine, when you turn twenty one here, you have to oh, yeah. get drunk until you almost die. You know, it's just part of the thing. Like, 
there's 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 a lot of it and there's also a lot of alcoholic you know like go ahead i was gonna say can you imagine like on christmas if you could like get into homes and just have a look at how many christmas dinners and parties were probably ruined on christmas day due to alcohol it'd be staggering it'd be insane the amount of oh great to see you again let's sit down for christmas dinner everyone's happy happy by that afternoon, how many fucking families are probably cursing each other, fighting, get the fuck out from alcohol? Oh, <laughs> but it was through the roof. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, even, even birthday parties, you see that happening. You're all happy in the beginning, and by the time one of the cousins, uncles, or brothers, or dads has had too much to drink, or even sometimes the women have too much to drink, it's on. <laughs> I fucking hate you anyway. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and, and plus, the, not only that, but... People will get rude and fight, but they also, a lot of drunk people who don't get mad or angry or violent, they get just super annoying. They get like, mm-hmm. you ever have a drunk person who gets like right up next to you and they talk? Oh, yeah. And they're like right in your face. Him. It's like, fuck yeah. off. Get away from me. Like, it's I so hate that like shit. That. When, when I'm talking <laughs> so to someone like and they're standing too close to me, it's <laughs> like, why are you so close to me? Get away from like I had a, a, people at the, at the store do that today. Like standing way too close while we're just uh-huh. having a discussion. It's like back off a little bit, give me some space here. It's like those old B commercials where it's like I love you, man. Where they're hanging off you. I love <laughs> you, man. <laughs> I love you, man. Like that movie Bob Trick was in. Uh, was he? You didn't see that? Nah. It had Bob Chick in it for he was in it for like twenty seconds, if that. Uh, but Lou Frigno was in it. It was a. It was a, yeah, it was an all right movie. Not really my type of movie, but it was like one of those, um, like a, I don't know, like a comedy. I'm movie. sorry, I'm sorry, I missed it. Oh, did you see? Did you watch that other one, uh, Honest Liar? Honest Liar. No, I didn't see that one. No, I couldn't find it. Oh, I may not be on there anymore. I'm a, no, I couldn't find it. I went looking for it. It wasn't on Stan or Netflix, so maybe I'll have to just maybe it might be on YouTube. I wonder if our Netflixes are different. They probably are. I think they are. I think they are because somebody said you can get this um, code you can put in the uh, Netflix thing and it changes the settings so you can get Netflix from all different countries. So they must be because I saw it on like Facebook or somebody was asking. Someone goes, no, if you put this code in in the settings and this and that, it opens it up for worldwide. As long as you've got um, wireless or internet connection, it opens up the Germany, America, Canada, yeah, they're all different, so... Ah, uh, that's probably why. Because I thought it was yeah. on there, but, I mean, I don't know what's on yours. I guess it's totally different, but... We have fucking Dot the Kangaroo. <laughs> what's the <laughs> show you used to watch in America? You said you watched a show because it, like, reminded you of home. It was like a cartoon. Ah, uh, the Koala Brothers. <laughs> oh, Blinky, Blinky Bill. Blinky Bill or the Koala Brothers. I remember that. It's going back a ways, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But Dot Dot and the Kangaroo was about a girl. It was a movie about a girl that got lost in the bush, and the kangaroo found her. And the kangaroo's trying to help her out, so she hops in the kangaroo's pouch and rides around the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you Aussies are just fucked. Let me tell you. <laughs> Streaking and shit. Yeah. There's streakers here, but it's pretty rare. It doesn't mm-hmm. usually happen, but it, it it happens. It happens for sure, but it's it's, it's kind of rare. Man, there are places in the world where if you did that, you'd just be shot dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to live in one of those places, kind of. 
Just eliminate the the fucktards completely. Oh God, there'd be half our population and yours would be gone. <laughs> I know. All of a sudden there'd be, man, the 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 whole economy would crash. <laughs> All right. Did so, you see? Uh, did you see um, Branch Warren's now with Black Skull? Really? I did not see that. Yeah, because yeah, he wasn't with Gaspar anymore, and then they're in talks because Black Skull wanted someone in the USA, and that's so yeah, I saw on the Instagram that Branch Warren is now signed with Black Skull. Who wins at their best, Branch Warren or Lee Priest? Uh, taking politics out of it. Me. I mean, the, the, the physical structure is not I don't, even I don't close. Know, I don't know if I've... I've competed with Branch a few times and beat him. I think he's beat me, so I guess... I can't remember the shows. I know in Australia, he got fifth at the Aussie show and wasn't happy about that. But, yeah, I beat him a few times in it. But I can't even remember half the shows we've been in together. For a couple of years, he was really good. Uh, like, 09 when he played second to Jay. Uh-huh. It, it, that was almost like... Uh-huh. I thought he used to look good when he was actually a bit younger, you know, when he had a bit of hair on his head and his waist was really tight. And yeah. He still, had, he still had a lot of mass, but he looked had better symmetry in it than as he got, I don't know, more injuries and stuff. And then his waist got wider and he just, you know, still freaky type looking. But it, then all of a sudden it just looked like, before it was like mass with some shape, then it just looked like somebody was going to make a bodybuilder out of clay and just started put clay here and there and just went, no, oh, fuck it, I can't be bothered finishing this. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, he got way too. I mean, I don't know if he got too big because he was successful, but uh-huh. when you're, he's like that thing five that seven, Mar- maybe. Marcus, Marcus Rule was the same. I remember Marcus Rule for a period there was his waist looked smaller, he had huge shoulders. But then towards the end of like Marcus Rule's thing, I don't know, he just started to look like I don't know his body parts just didn't seem to flow anymore. It just seemed to be like something stuck here, something stuck there, or just I don't know. The body just looked, I don't know, used up, or old, or just I don't know, beaten up. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you watch videos of Marcus Rule when he was like young, he's uh-huh. he's got good structure. He's not like a blocky. Like I'm yeah. talking about like 20 years old. He looks he he's got great shape, really. Uh-huh. Wide shoulders even, and shit. Even in the early couple of shows in the early 2000s, he looked pretty good still then too. But then I think it was like mid 2000s and on. It just sort of no, just something happened. Yeah. When is your uh, when is your surgery? I was just talking to Sergio from Black Skull, and they're just waiting to hear from the hospital when they can get me in. So, just a matter of waiting on the hospital and the surgeon. So any time, basically. Yeah, couldn't come quick enough. I'm over this fucking not being able to train properly, and you know who's to, who's to say where it's going to work or not. But at least I'll have a chance again if it's done. But right now, fucking hell workouts are shit and this is crap and uh, I'm over it. if it doesn't work I might just go watch my diet and do heaps of cardio and push ups fuck lifting the weights anymore <laughs> <laughs> just get ripped yeah look like a model you already look like a model Lee oh yeah a fucking a big ass fu- model a, fucking, a model for fucking play though a food model <laughs> stay puff from the Ghostbusters <laughs> um yeah, hopefully, because we did a show on Central Bodybuilding, we talked about what we wanted to see happen in 2017, and I said I want to see Lee get a special invite to the uh, 212 showdown at the Olympia, but 
I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Did it's probably say, hold, more. Don't, don't I, hold like, your breath, Jeff. I was like, I, I'm like, Lee could probably do it if he healed up, but the chances, the chances of him be uh, that actually happening are like zero. But I said that would be it would more be more chance of winning more chance of winning the lotto than that. Happened. Yeah, but it'd be way more exciting. Not way more, but I think it'd be more exciting than Kevin's comeback because oh, you would even be. They just, even you, if they you, said, "Okay, Lee, get in shape, Lee. This is what we're going to do. You're a bad boy. You're not going to compete. But what we'll do is we'll give the fans and the audience what they want. Get in shape, and we'll let you guest pose." <laughs> right. There yeah, you because you be the crowd will be happy. Assuming your your arm and shoulder and neck healed, you would be competitive. Uh, there, Kevin was never going to be competitive at 52 after being off so long. Like you're still big, you know. I don't think that's the reason why I think it would be exciting is because you haven't like you haven't stopped really. Like you're injured, but you're still big. You still train. You still eat. Like I don't know. I think you would have it. You would actually have a chance to be in the mix where Kevin. I mean, come on. Kevin's not going to be up there with Sean Roden and Phil Heath at 52. It's like Kevin, like I said, Kevin's still, did he say what next show he's going to do this year or did he, hasn't really planned the show, he just said he wanted to have six or eight months more training or something, but the thing with Kevin is too, he's just got to, you know, as we all get older, yes, we all love to lift heavy weights, but Kevin has to get to the point where, okay, instead of benching four or five plates, maybe if he just sticks to three plates, you know, if the supplements he takes and the food you eat, you know, three plates squeezing the muscle, he's still going to get his size and keep his size, so... You know, Kevin had those injuries leading into Olympic because I think he's still trying to train like he did back in the 90s. And, you know, as you get older, you know, benching five plates or trying to do this, trying to do that, your body's going to tell you, hey, buddy, that ain't happening anymore. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think uh, he said like nine months or something. So now it's probably like five months or so. I know he wants to do a show and qualify for the Olympia than do the Olympia. So, I mean, I think... I mean, there's no doubt in my mind from the waist up he can qualify for the Olympia. Yeah. Um, although it's still a stretch because that means he has to win a show. And he had to, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. If you look at those pictures from the press conference where he's hitting a hands claps, ne- clasps next to um, uh, the Australian kid, Leonardowitz. Hi, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and Cedric. I mean, he's beating those guys from the front. Oh, yeah. the, well, he even put up a, did you see that thing you put on Instagram or – Facebook just a couple of days ago with there's a picture from a side chest from the Olympias back when in his heyday then there was a picture doing a side chest from last year's Olympia and upper body side chest wise you'd pretty much say it was almost the same so. yeah pretty much just a couple like a little bit of front to back thickness maybe but that's uh-huh. about it because I don't think his back was all the way back no pun intended but his chest shoulders arms and abs and shit all looked pretty much like old Kevin and there was almost like this because he's older, there was almost like this different look to it that was kind of cool. Like it was, it was like really sinewy, you know, like really uh-huh. dense and just nasty looking. And I, I couldn't believe when he pulled his shirt off at the press conference. I was floored. I was like, holy shit! Like he looks. I could not believe how good he looked next to those uh-huh. guys. Well, considering, like I said, you know, been off for all those years, and like you know, to be training for seven to eight months tops. You know, even if you're back on the gear a bit, but just the muscle memory coming back. And that's why I said before, all these people that bagged the shit out of him. How many years was Kevin off? Not training, not taking anything, not probably eating, just eating whenever he felt like eating, no regimented, nothing. And then to come back and do that. All these people that sat there and talked shit about him are the same people that are fucking abusing the gear, fucking shoving food down their mouths, carrying their water jugs around, going to the gym. 
And, you know, with 10, 15, 20 years of training on the juice, still don't look like fucking Kevin did after seven months, so they just need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't like to put limitations, but I don't know that I could ever, I don't, I could never make my upper body look like that, no matter what I did. Uh -huh. Even, you know, that doesn't matter what my age is. I don't even have the physical, like, that is, you know, he's 52 years old, and he, he got his upper body to, like, probably, like, top 20 in the world, uh -huh. you know? And people, like, and people say, oh, it's all the drugs. It's not all the drugs, because he's got the genetics, he's got the muscle memory, because who else, who, say, like, anybody else that looked like Kevin did, you know, before he'd started his comeback, take someone who looks like that, give him all the drugs in the world, they ain't going to look like Kevin seven months later, so, you know? I bet Lee Haney could come back and do well. Yeah, I think Lee Haney probably could. I think Labrada. Just because he's is, such a freak and he's healthy. Uh -huh. I, th I think Labrada too, because he looks healthy. If he oh yeah, was oh, yeah. Tra train and mindset and a bit of supplements, I think he could easily come back and do it. I think Gaspari could, but he wouldn't be as freaky as he was. But I still think he conditioning-wise and yeah. he could have a bit of muscle to him, Gaspari. I think Samir, because Samir has some good size, just Samir getting his head right and... Sean Ray could too. Yeah, I think Sean could. Sean's Sean yeah. said at a recent interview he was interviewing uh, Brian Shaw. It just came up like today. He uh, said he was two twenty. So Sean's you know five seven two twenty. He's fat, but he's not like. It's a lot of it's muscle, you know. He's still pretty big. Um, I think. I just think Sean has one of those bodies similar to Kevin. You know, when guys who sort of still still keep dabbling in the training and stuff and. You know, if they were to turn it on again, I just think that muscle memory and the way the body would respond, they wouldn't have a problem sort of getting back into somewhat, you know, good-looking shape. Yeah, I don't think so. And Sean looks young, and he's got good skin and stuff. He doesn't look like an old dude. How old is Lee Labrada? Because he looks like he's 35. Oh, shit, Labrada would have to be mid-50s, wouldn't he? Yeah, that's insane. He looks really, really good. Yeah, so he'd be number one. And who else would there be? It'd be. I still maybe think you know Frigno could blow up again if he ever wanted to. Not maybe not like his first comeback, but I still think you know when you look at him, sometimes and you see his arms and shit, you think you know if he just got back on the supplements and went whole hog again, I reckon he could do it. Yeah, he's probably barely eating anything, you know, well, with his fucking you think schedule. You look, at, you look at anyone, even like someone if you look at Stallone or Arnold. If you, if you just think someone like Arnold Stallone was to get on the proper supplements, eat properly, and train their ass off they could put some decent size back on the muscle memory would come back and you'd be like shit look at them in their late 60s 70s <laughs> yeah because look at arnold now and you know mm -hmm. arnold's not killing it in the gym and shit like that he might be on some yeah. hrt but i mean it'd be dangerous at almost 70 years old but it, like you said if he really wanted to he could probably get pretty jacked because uh, I know you, see, you see some pictures of him now where he just has, has a picture taken at golds and that and yeah if he's flexing his bicep and arm he still looks pretty good Right, and it, there's no way with his schedule and shit that he's really dedicating that much to it. That, like yeah. you said, well, that's just dabbling. I remember before, like when he was governor and stuff, or stuff, he'd come in, but his training was more like like circuit. You know, he might hop on a chest press machine, do a set, then go do a lap pull down, then maybe go across and do a dumbbell fly. So it's more like, almost like doing a bit of your whole body every day, but just, you know, just lighter weights, going to failure type thing. So you're getting a good pump, getting a good squeeze, but you're not actually... You know, killing yourself. Yeah. Sort yeah, of like, think... my work, my, like my workouts now. No heavy weight, no pump, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was oh. working so much over the holidays, I didn't even fucking... I barely even trained for like six or seven weeks. But uh, 
it really wasn't that I didn't really lose a lot. I didn't have a lot to lose to begin with. That's probably why. But uh, so I think I think it's more mental more than anything. You think I should have been going yeah. to the gym, so you start fucking with yourself mentally yeah. more than anything. Because <laughs> I've been back in the gym for two weeks, and I feel like I'm bigger than I was before. So I don't I don't know, but yeah, I think Lee Haney to me is the greatest ever because people don't people don't understand that he he retired when he was 31. Ronnie uh-huh. didn't even win his first Olympia until he was like 32. So yeah. Lee Haney didn't even reach his bodybuilding prime. He had eight Olympias. Now imagine if Lee Haney stayed for the next five years and went toe to toe with Dorian. I mean, if, if he had Dorian there to push him instead of Labrada and, uh, oh, yeah. Gaspari, he would have, I, I, I can't even imagine what, what, um, cause you know that, Lee Haney wouldn't have let Dorian just shit all over him. He would have stayed right with him and probably beat him. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So, like, he could have won 10 times. He could have won his 10th win. He would have been 33 years old. Like, that's that's absurd. Yeah. No one's even close to that in, in, in like, in today's bodybuilding. He he was you so know, good you know at bodybuilding, good. you know, that he was yeah. able to do that. You know who else looked good when they um had photos up last year of, getting back into gym and training was there's a few pictures of mike christian he oh looked, yeah really, yeah yeah he, he posted some pictures of like just getting back into the gym and showed him and then week by week he was taking more photos and his arms and shoulders and all that were coming back he looked he looked pretty good too so there's another one i think if they got their mind into it could come back and look really good same with yeah. what's his name well he, he still looks good now he hasn't taken much time off but he's what's his name stridham oh yeah gary stridham is yeah he's a <laughs> Well, he doesn't have legs, right? There's something. What's he used to like back in the day? He had like some good quads and that and that sort of thing. But he was I mean, the WBF days. His legs were massive back then. But you know, it's mainly always his delts and chest and arms and stuff. But... He's one of the few white guys that has like genetic, uh, like rumors where he he's the people say he ate junk food and all this shit and he like. Tra- People say he was like a whenever, complete. Whenever ju- I saw, whenever I saw Gary, he never ate junk food at the firehouse. It was like chicken breast, egg whites, broccoli. I mean, he ate so fucking clean all the time. It was funny, like because he, he always was in great shape. And every time at the firehouse, I never seen him eat anything bad. It was always the egg whites with something else and vegetables, and then he'd have his steak and broccoli on the side, and then something else. So no, he was always super clean eating when I saw him. <laughs> Yeah, I might be mixing him up with somebody else, but I'm pretty sure I've heard stories of maybe not cheat, maybe not that, but maybe like he takes time off and he comes back and grows like like super fast. I've just heard stories about Gary Stridham being like a freak show, and uh-huh. uh, although you don't really, then he can, he competed in a different Fed, didn't he? Yeah, that WBF that he won, and yeah, if you ever look up, um, I think it was around 1990. Look up WBF show and see him when he walks out on stage my god what a freak <laughs> just i think the last time because the last time we saw him it was at the 88 olympia in los angeles when he came in super just came in great but he's just too lean he lost a lot of size so then like as you see him in 1990 the wbf show it's like he looks twice the size he's just fucking massive <laughs> yeah, i remember that show i don't remember it i was like a kid but I know that he was coming into the show and he was a monster and everyone was like, uh-huh. this guy is huge. And then he got on stage and it was like, where'd he go? You know, uh-huh. apparently he over dieted and, or he just yeah. looks really good in gym picks. 
Yeah, if you if you Google that WBF show 1919 scene, he was massive because they even had um, what's his name in it when he was massive but needed to be harder was remember Johnny Morant? Oh yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it looked a little bit like Ronnie type physique, massive legs and back and chest and that. Mm-hmm. Eddie Robinson was in that one. Vince Comerford was in it. Tony Pearson was in it. There's what was the show? Good... What what was the, the federation that 1990? W WBF. WBF. Let's see if I can find it right now. I want to see Gary. And the whole stage setting was great too because the wrestling was involved, so they had all props. I think Gary came out with a top hat on and a cane. And <laughs> Gary Stratum, WBF posing. He came out with a bow tie, top oh. hat, and cane. They all, they all had like different characters to them. Tony Pearson came in a jet. Eddie Robinson came in on like a hand glider. Honey. <laughs> I'm watching him right now. I think this is 1990. The one after was they looked shit because they drug tested, but the first one was when they were all massive. Huge and shredded and round. I'm pretty sure he came out with two girls and a top hat and that, didn't he? Or... This is just... It just cut right to him posing. It didn't show him actually come out. Yeah. The, there's like... The whole show is on YouTube, though. It's two hours long. But uh-huh. I can't look through that and find it. But yeah, he's kind of got a... It's worth watching, though. If you get a chance, watch the whole show. Just the way the stage is set. The way they have like a bit of a story leading up to it. Then they come out in their different props and costumes and shit. Really I like good. that idea. I think that should be... I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I think intros should be in bodybuilding. I don't. Well, I think because I, I think that the Eddie Robinson was like it showed him in Florida and that was living in Florida and then it shows, you know, like parasailing behind the speedboat and shit and then it comes onto the stage and Eddie Robinson comes in on the stage on a fucking parachute like parasailing and lands on the stage. It's all it's all well done. Yeah, I I just think that Vince did it a little bit too. He poured it on a little too heavy, I think. I think it was a little too ahead of its time. But I think, I don't know, I think like having a background, some sort of like intro or background to these guys mm-hmm. when they come out just would make the show so much more interesting and oh, Exactly, even personal. like, a, even like a, maybe a small interview, a tiny bit, you know, a minute of their training and then maybe a minute interview and then have them come out, you know, just something rather than just such and such and they walk out, boom, 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 then off they go, whoopie do. <laughs> Yeah, they'd be like, oh, from such and such a place, it's the, the priest, the blonde myth, or whatever. You know, they don't they don't say one Miss Mr. Australia for whatever three years and yeah, seventeen no, and all like, this shit. They just say. Unless they show you a bit, maybe show you something beforehand, and then a quick interview where you can just be funny, say silly shit, or just be yourself, so they actually see you a bit rather than just you know, here he is, there he's gone, that's it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I wrote an article about that, and I recommended that we should have some sort of intro. Um, like the intro is the best, the like the most, probably the most popular part of like WWE wrestling, and that's the oh, biggest. Yeah, well, they've all, yeah, they've all got their own musical theme song, yep. and out they come to it. Yeah. Yep. They kind of all the bodybuilders kind of have all their own music, anyways. The way that they pose, they. Most guys, you know, generally kind of what they're going to pose to. I don't know. I think it would just give, it would separate the guys and give them more personality instead of just seeing a bunch of 
bald guys up there with muscles flexing. You can't, you know, there's no. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Nearly all of them up there are bald these days. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. You look back in the old days, Labrada, Bob Harris, Barry DeMay, everybody had well groomed hair. Everyone had their own sort of hairstyle. These days, 80% are just fucking bald. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess, uh, it's funny because some of them are bald and then they like retire and they grow hair. It's like they just they just want to <laughs> be bald like everyone else. I don't know. I think I would want a hairstyle that made me look taller. Exactly. This they all just want to be look like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into these questions here. Lachlan, will the tattoos ever stop? <laughs> I don't know. I just got that one last week. Well, it wasn't really a new one. It was just where I had that red under my chin. I had it all done in black, so. No, I don't think so because, I, I don't know, this bad arm of mine, because it's a little bit smaller now, I think it was sometimes getting the whole arm covered up like Bucky's arm from the Avengers. Have it made into some sort of metal-type-looking arm just so it takes the attention off of being a little bit smaller. So I got one of those... Bucky shirts, you know, from the Avengers, but the metal arm's on the good arm. I need to change the sleeves. <laughs> You'd be like iRobot, Will Smith. Yeah. You can have him drawing, like, yeah, that'd be sick. If it's all, like, uh, metal and have, like, the muscles in there and everything, it'd be awesome. Yeah, or I could just metal go muscles. and get, get, I could just get the arm cut off and then maybe go on um, eBay, is it, and get one of those endoskeleton type things from the Terminator and just <laughs> stick it on my arm. It'd be useless. I wouldn't be able to use it for anything, but it'd look good hanging there. That'd be a talking point. <laughs> so he wants to know... I still... I, I looked this up. I still don't know what the fuck it is. A... I don't even know how to say this word. I'm looking at the pronunciation. I can't pronounce it. It's... Sitgist? I don't know. Z-E-I-T-G-E-I-S-T. Oh, that's a movie. That's a movie about the um, Rockefellers and conspiracies on, even like on the Bible and God and 9-11 and all that sort of thing about about One World Order. And it's not a bad documentary. It's How on, do you say that word? I don't know. Zeigeist or Zeigeist or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the, like the pronunciation underneath it is like very, very... It's harder. It's like doesn't help, you know. Zeke Hale. It's like I don't know. Yeah, well, it's actually a good movie. I recommend it. It's on um Netflix. I think it was. Yeah, it's got that one. Then there's another part to it. I think there's a third one. Yeah, but it's all about just you know big companies lying to you and the Rockefellers and just sort of big conspiracy theories like that. So it's a very very good movie. So if you got an open mind, I'd recommend watching it. Yeah. That sounds good. I'm going to check that out. Check it out. Uh, okay. Willie Artie. Have you ever done a high-fat, low-carb diet, a.k.a. keto? No, 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 no. Never, never been into those type of things. I'll just keep the protein higher, carbs medium, and the fat, whatever the fat is, like chicken breast, steak, and... Whatever my lean meat fat has in it, that's the only fat I normally get. And then the protein is from the meat, and then the carbs, just rice, potatoes, vegetables, whatever else, oatmeal. But 
No, and then there was one that go, oh, here's a new diet. Let me try this out. Everyone's on this one. Let me do the old protein, high fats. Oh, I'm not going to have any carbs. Instead, I'll have a teaspoon or a tablespoon of peanut butter instead and that sort of shit. And I just stick to the good old stuff that's worked for years and years and years. So you never even tried it? No. Huh. I wanted well, to ask. I think once it, I tried it. it once I tried a low carb, like went lower on carbs, I think I lasted two days and said, fuck this shit. And one time I bought, I'd cut red meat out for a week and felt like crap, so I put red meat back in. So, no, I've never, like I said, just gone on one to see how just eating proteins and fats and that, but no, I like carbs, so. Yeah, I, I think it's, a, it's obviously I like, a visual I enjoy, thing. But... I enjoy oatmeal and rice and that when I'm dieting, so. I would have liked to seen what your body would have done on like a Dave Plumbo diet though. It'd be interesting just to see like if it would have, you know, you may have just like shrunk or, or something, you know, <laughs> I might've got ripped, but yeah, like I said, I might not have been as full or anything. So if I think about one of those bodies where as long as I'm training hard and doing cardio, carbs don't bother me. They keep me full, give me tons of energy and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, some people can be carb sensitive and if they eat the same amount of carbs as me, they might gain weight or not lose weight. So, you got to find what works for you. But even if you are carb sensitive, I still feel if you're bodybuilding and training hard, you need some sort of carbs. I never was a big believer in the whole high-protein fat thing and then the Atkins diet and all those sort of things. It's just, I think everyone's just trying to find something new or sound more intelligent sometimes, you know. We've done this for years and years. Let's change it up a bit and try this type thing. So, you know, just why don't we just go carbs and fat and no protein? There you go. That sounds like hey. a delicious fucking diet. <laughs> um, would that make it? Would that make us vegan? I guess it depends where we get the sources from. Maybe <laughs> we'd be super healthy. Exactly, Luckily. vegetarian. D Y N C R. Do you recommend foam rolling? If so, why? No, I brought some rollers once, and I think I did it a couple of times and thought, that shit hurts. So I think, like a lot of people that buy those foam rollers, they get them and they use them once or twice, and then they go in the cupboard or, yeah, sometimes I lay down on one, I put it on, on the IT band on my leg or something and roll on it, and I'm like, ugh, this hurts too much. So I'm sure it could be good if you did it constantly all the time, but every time I do it, it hurts too much, so I don't do it. I don't. Yeah, so. I don't know if I really trust any of those. Anything that has to do with like chiropractic, if you ask, you can ask five PhDs, and you'll get two and a half. You get five different answers. Like, like two of them will say, "Oh, the foam roller is crap," and then two will say, "The foam roller is godsend," and then the, the other you, one will say, "Oh, ever, it doesn't." It's like, what the <laughs> fuck do you believe in that shit? Have you ever Have you ever done the foam roller? Um, not like, like I've I've used down. one, but I've never owned one. I've never done it in any with any it, sort of consistency. Have you done it like on your calves or your IT band down the side of your coordinate? No, only like my back. Yeah, but well, if you do, uh, to me it's like okay, I understand. Sometimes you get deep tissue in there, but anything because one of the best guys that used to help me was the guy that used to help Joe Gold, and he used to do like um muscle manipulation stuff on the big million dollar race horses and. When he used to do my shoulders and back, I tell you, like, he could just move the fluid sacs around the muscle, whatever that's called, and do different stuff like that. And I tell you, my shoulder pain would be gone in a day or two. And yet, there have been the people who, like, 
bring you to tears, you're in that much pain, and then nothing changes. So I just can't see that anything that inflicts that much pain, be it a roller or a massage therapist that's going that deep, I don't see how that can be good for you. Inflicting that much pain can't be good, whereas this guy who used to work on Joe Gold's back and that, he didn't cause any pain, and yet two days later I could go lift heavy weights, I could train, no pain whatsoever. So bugger diviner. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not very well versed in that whole in that whole world, but it doesn't make sense to me either. You get these ones that inflict pain, and they think, oh, because it's hurting, it must be working. It's like fuck off. I like, I inflict enough pain on myself at the gym, buddy. I don't need you to fucking do it to me, you know. It's like, yeah, it's like you're trying to, you're working out scar tissue by taking a plastic piece and just shoving it into your muscle as hard as you can over and over again. Like what? I don't know. That just seems way more traumatizing than the training itself. I mean, maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about, but to get rid of scar tissue in such a forceful manner just seems like, uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. What, what we can do is after a big heavy workout, what we can do is we call it the Rodney King therapy. Just go find a couple of LAPD officers and don't do as they say. And once the batons come out and you get, you get laid into it for 10 minutes, you should be right. Yeah, all fucking uh, fixed up and stabilized. <laughs> your back, your legs, your arms, everything should be all fucking beaten up. You'll be right to go. For free. What? Spend the night in the drunk tank and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this feels, one. That's what, it, that's what it feels like when you do those rollers sometimes. I'm thinking it can't be good. It's just like causing more. Right. It feels like it's causing muscle damage than fucking relieving anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. This one I have no idea about, so you're going to have to help me along on this one if you even know. JoJo Call. What are your thoughts on Meryl Streep's speech at the Golden Globes? You know, I never really... I saw something on Facebook about it that heard people talking about it, but I couldn't be bothered clicking on the link. So I think she was just going on about Trump and something else. And then I heard that Trump tweeted that she was an over-something actress. And that, and then some other people defended Trump saying yes, and somebody else was saying Meryl Streep should just keep her mouth shut because I heard somebody come back against Meryl Streep on one of the... Because I think she brought up the thing about where Trump, she was trying to say, made fun of that disabled person again and stuff like that that's already been debunked a long time ago. So somebody uh, was like, I mean, if Meryl Streep's really worried about that, why didn't she worry about this, what's going on with disabled people had and not being done this and why don't she go speak on that? So, yeah, I just don't think, you know, actors and, okay, you can have your opinion and shit, but... You know, places like awards nights where you're there to get an award for what? You get, you get paid millions and millions of dollars to pretend you're somebody else, and then you get an award for it. Just get up there and say thank you. Thank you to people that voted for you and get off. Maybe if you want to go on and talk about politics, then go on to a political show. Go on to some sort of radio program and stuff where they're talking about politics and world events. I just don't find that award shows like that are a place to stand up there and think that you know you're the fucking greatest in the world just you're an actor or an actress or whatever you do a job you get paid millions you know just shut the fuck up and get off stage (laughs) and and you're an actor like no one i mean i don't i don't i hate when like celebrities like that think that their 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 opinion is like more valuable like because of like you're good at Mm -hmm. one thing like don't if you're a nfl player i don't care what your political views are you're an expert at football not at anything exactly. else. That's I don't like, like fuck off. I don't care. Like, what do you like? Okay. Why are we listening to you about this? Like, I'll I'll, I'll talk to Meryl Streep so I want to know about acting, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. unless I know her and I know her, she's good at other things. It's just like, 
Like, I don't know. If I'm going to, if I don't know Lee Priest, I'm not going to ask him about politics. He's a bodybuilder, you know? Like, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, we're all going to have our opinions. But like I said, maybe if you're in a setting and like a group of you are talking about politics, that's fine. But that's an award show for awards, for acting awards. It's not, it's not a politic award. So if I would be like me winning the Mr. Olympia, all of a sudden I go on, I want to, oh, this is great, win the Olympia. Now, let me talk about Donald Trump. It's like, I'm not there. It's not a fucking Donald Trump seminar or politics seminar. It's a Mr. Olympia. Same as, like I said, who's it, why does an actor's opinion pay you any more than, what do they do? They act, like we said, but they get paid millions of dollars to pretend they're somebody else. You know, a fucking heart surgeon saving lives. I'd rather listen to him fucking talk. At least he's doing something, you know, saving lives. So He'll tell you he these, likes Trump. Yeah, some of these actors and actresses, I think they just think they're, okay, a lot of people know who they are, but does anyone really give a fuck about their opinion? It's like when Kanye West starts to carry on. It's like, who gives a fuck, you fucking idiot? <laughs> yeah. Like... Exactly. Like, you just, I don't know. I don't, people, people can't separate just because someone makes a lot of money and they're famous. Oh. I they think that they have well, some sort of, like, intelligence, you know? Yeah. What's his name does it all the time. Fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, whenever he gets the award, he starts going on about fucking climate and the world and greenhouse and we've got to change this and save the world and blah, blah, Does he really? Yeah, every fucking time. It's like, okay, Leo, what are you driving around in a fucking Rolls Royce Bentley? You're flying on private jets and all this bullshit. Yeah, you're really contributing to fucking the greenhouse effects. So shut the fuck up. See, that's really stupid because I was a... I'm I'm a Leo fan, and now I'm less of a Leo fan because I know that. So you fucked up, Leo. We got that award at the Academy Awards last year and... I think he got one. That's he was up there, and it's only his speech that he didn't deserve. Saving the world, and yeah, all the time, nearly every time he's up there, he's, he'll give a speech about saving the world and greenhouse gases and this and that. And I'm just like, it's an award show, people. Just you know, he goes home award. with his buddies and fucking uh, drinks Cristal and makes fun of that shit. You know, he's not. That's not. Uh, he's yeah. acting up there. He's a fucking actor. You know, he goes home and fucking Have you uses ever noticed, uh, whatever. Uh, I laugh when you see these people, like, in movies, they can, okay, they've got lines and they learn their speeches and their lines and they can give you this big Macbeth speech, like, like perfect, but yet when they get up there with no fucking cue cards, no teleprompters, no written-out scripts, and they actually got to speak and give lines, they're as dumb as batshit. Uh, uh, I can't believe it. I want to thank... Uh, who do I want to thank? Oh, God, who do I want to thank? I want to thank... Um, 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 my producer, yeah, it's, and um, um, who else am I forgetting? Who else am I forgetting? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I just, uh, it's like, you're a fucking idiot. It's like, unless it's written down for you or you fucking got it on the teleprompter, you can't just stand there and fucking talk from the heart. Fuck me, dead. You're all fucking, you know, batshit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Have you ever noticed them? Without without a script, they can't talk. They're, up there, like, fumbling over words, like, oh, oh my God, I don't know. Oh, 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 we haven't got anything planned to say. It's like... Well, you don't know who your family is, your friends are, and who helped you get there, and just want to thank the academy and just just talk fucking normal. Jesus. Yeah, it's because they try so hard. They try to like, yeah. like Leo goes up there and has a whole plan on how he's gonna try to make himself look, you know, like caring and shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these yeah. actresses and actors try to they try so hard to make themselves. Oh yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to say anything wrong, so they end up. You know, they can't say shit because mm-hmm. they're so afraid of saying something wrong. The only good ones up there sometimes are like some of the comedians pull it off good. They just joke around or, you know, Jack Nicholson, he's always one to get up there because he doesn't give a fuck what he says and he's funny because he just rambles on about things. <laughs> so, you know, 
They're the type of people you like to see get up there or some sort of comedian. Anyone sometimes, Mel Gibson's done, there's been a few of them that'll get up there and actually make fun of themselves type thing. And that's funny because it's just like making fun of it. Even they have something bad happen, like the time Mel Gibson when he was drinking, he on that Jewish shit. At one award show, he got up there and was making fun about it. The guy that introduced him was sort of making fun about it. So, you know, that's how it should be. But, oh, no, you can't make fun of these highly paid actors now. That's like, oh, bad, bad, bad. You might upset their ego. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see. Uh... Man, these names. <laughs> that's their real life names. That's their birth names, Jeff. Lar Larbell. Larbell. <laughs> Mecky. The best I can do, brother. Do you still talk with any IFBB pros? Nah. Uh, well, older ones like Samir, that's probably it. Or when I saw Flex talk to him. But no, there's none that I really converse with on Insta or Facebook. I don't, I don't really talk to any IFBB pros. Even when I was competing and living over there, I didn't really, you know, Paul Delette, when he lived with me, I talked to him and that if I bumped into him. But I never really spoke to any. Even when I was over there doing competing in the circuit, unless you're at a contest and you saw someone there, but no, there wasn't any that call up and just say, "Hey, you going? What are you doing?" Blah blah blah. No. Yeah, your friends were like uh, normal people, right? Exactly. I mean, for lack of a better well, word. Well, well, normal, normal, normal could be strange in my world if I consider you normal. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> normal, normal to leave pre stands, you could be pretty fucked up still. Especially in the, uh, to everyone else's standards, you know? People who, uh, get offended at everything. Oh, yeah. Matteo Big Sosta. Sosta. <laughs> Dude, we get this, we get this question every day. Every time. Arms, Example arms for the first, first cycle ever. Like, oh. how many times do we gotta say? Like, how many, like, take some, oh, uh... Jesus. Well, it's like even they say first cycle ever. It's just like I want to... It's like, how long have you been training? It's like, what are you taking this first cycle for? Are you at that point you've been training so long that you want to compete now? Or are we just doing it because your buddies are doing it? Or are you doing it because you want to just do a cycle? It's like, I hate when people ask me. I had one on Instagram today say, Lee, I know you've been training a while. How old were you in this picture? Were you on the gear? Yes, I was. Well, I've trained this long and that, so... What do you think the difference is, and how should I eat different and train different compared to being on the gear and compared to being off the gear? I thought, oh, fucking hell, delete. It's like, you know, people always say when I'm on the gear and off the gear, should I train hard? It's harder when you're natural and all this sort of bullshit. So it's like, I always see these people. There's one on an Australian website not long ago on Facebook, and they had the same sort of question. What can people recommend first time going on a cycle? Then all these people are just recommending take this take that try a bit of this and add this one and then this one i just wrote there i said i looked at your pictures on your profile i just want to you know, without being rude or anything i just want to ask why are you wanting to do a cycle to me you don't look like you compete so are you just doing it because you want to do a cycle are your buddies doing it you just what how long have you been training it's like to me to you know unless you're going to be a competitive bodybuilder and stuff like that or you've been training for years and years and years and you think okay i've been training long enough now i just want to see how it affects me how it works okay but just for someone who's been in the gym six months and you know what i'm going to do a cycle now then you see all these experts writing down these cycles for them when they're telling them what to take i'm just shaking my head like fucking hell this is just ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's, it's can... hard for us to give give a guy a 
a first psycho when like you don't even know anything about the guy. You don't know your weight, your training, anything. Like we don't know, you know, you don't know anything about the guy. It's kind of, I mean, I know. There's I like why, and the thing is, too, like why are you doing it? Is it just a mental thing you want to got a mental thing here? You want to be big, or you just doing it because other people are doing it, or it's just like I said, there's just so many variables. It's just I hate when they ask that question. And to me, it's like back in the day, you never asked that question. It's like like I said before, you knew steroids were in the sport, but I never asked any pro what they used, how much they used. Everyone I was coming through when I was younger, it's like I knew it was in the sport, but to me, it was just about fucking go in the gym, bust your ass, eat food, train your hard as you can, get the rest in. Never went to parties, I never went to nightclubs. I just ate, slept, and trained. That's all I did. So there wasn't, like I said, drugs never even really entered my mind ever. I, I never got the anabolic handbook. I never read that. I just if there was an article in Muscle and Fitness, I was saying I might play inside her, but to me it's just like, yeah. Like I said, drugs were the last thing on my mind, just going to the gym to build muscle, seeing if I, you know, because I was still younger, lifting the fucking 70-pound dumbbells and then looking down the rack, seeing the 120s, thinking, fuck, I'm going to get there one day, I go home and throw down the homemade protein drinks of eggs and bananas and oatmeal and honey and then go to bed early, get up early, go to the gym in the morning before work and that's all it was about, but these days there's just so much emphasis on drugs, 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 drugs. The whole thing's just fucking backwards. It's just it's just stupid, really, when I think about it now that so many people just put emphasis on drugs and they're not thinking about the training, the resting, the fucking eating and all that sort of stuff. It's just just fucking crazy. Yeah, none of them... Uh, actually, uh, Dallas McCarver had a good little video he did about... Um genetics and how people use that as like a reason not to do shit and how they say i don't have good genetics so this and that or whatever and like if you think about it very 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 few bodybuilders actually like stick to it and do things correctly like you were describing naturally for any period of time it's like if you like this guy who asked us about the steroid i don't know i mean this guy could be he could have a great physique but I, I question whether or not, like, have you ever really, like, buckled down with your diet and training and gone six to, or, you know, five, six days a week, trained hard every day, ate right, kept track? Like, I don't know, and did that for, like, years on end to see how big you could get? See, I don't know that, I don't well, think I, people, well, I, they don't do that. No, I was just saying something similar to a guy at the gym the other day because he was talking about some young kid taking gear, only, like, 19, 20 and he thinks gear's going to be the end or the be all, but yet it's the same guy that goes out drinking and partying. It's like, take that guy there who wants to take gear. He's not eating properly. He's not doing anything right. It's like, I could take a guy the same age, train him correctly for a year, just give him food, no drugs, and he'd look, he would look at 10 times better than the guy that's using gear and not doing any, you know, all the other shit right. So to me, it's like you said, if he just fucking trained right for years, ate right, did everything right, you can build a great physique without it. But yet people think, no, they can't. They've got to be on this gear. Like, even if you've got bad genetics, if you just lifted weights, yes, some body parts are going to grow better than others. You might have shitty legs, but you might have a great chest or you might have great arms, shitty shoulders. But, you know, you still would build some physique just by eating correctly, living a healthy lifestyle, training with weights. But yet they think, oh, I can't do it without the drugs. I need to get on the drugs and do it. But yet they never know because, like you said, six months in the gym or, shit, we've got guys here first week in the gym and they're on the fucking gear <laughs> oh yeah that that's that's very common here as well and it's like if you can't stick to it without the gear you're not going to stick to it with the gear you're kidding yourself mm-hmm. you're like, oh, if I'm like, no you're not gonna I mean, once you're used to taking it and it's not special anymore why would you 
You mm-hmm. can't do it without it. Why are you gonna be able to do it with it? I, in regards to like the steps necessary, like you're not gonna wake like like Lee's describing. You're not gonna wake up early, go to the gym every day, go to bed early, drink your shakes, and get your food in. If you can't do all that shit, what you think taking an injection is gonna all of a sudden make you able to do that? Like it's it's not. And if you don't do, it's just totally you know putting the cart before the horse. And, and it's getting too, so bad with people uh, like Boston Lloyd and all these clowns. And I think too, if they don't. If they don't do it, like I said, I find that if you were to do, say, at least five years minimum of proper training, resting, eating, five years where your body's just doing it naturally, eating, and that, that when you do finally take gear and you use a small amount, I think your body's going to respond way better than if you take it first, like week in the gym, and you've done no training your whole life, you haven't lived that lifestyle for year after year after year. I think if you can get as far as you can, just with your own given genetics, busting your ass day in, day out, that when you do, if you do decide to go that route and take a little bit, your body's going to respond that much better. Exactly. Yeah, even, I don't, I, don't, I just look back, and even with myself when I was young and I, I trained really hard and stuff, I still, like, my diet was totally wrong. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't eating enough. I was always afraid of getting fat. And there's just, like, nobody ever really does the right thing for a long time so they never really know what they can look like they just assume everyone assumes they're doing like a lot even if they're doing shit you know look i can't get bigger than this and it's like you think you're doing like half of what you could be doing you know to increase size and stuff well i can still remember the days when like i said i curled the three plates or i squatted seven and a half or bench five and a half i can remember those days and those were the times i wasn't on anything i was just eating like a you know, peak training, had that frame of mind, just wanted to get bigger, put more muscle size on, just wanted to bust my ass. All the times I was off the gear, I was always fucking stronger. When I was taking the gear, it was mainly for contest time because I was, you know, doing the cardio two, three hours a day, training twice a day. So it's more for recovery and helped me hold on to the size I had while I was dieting down. But all my best lifts was when I was off the shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Although it's not too surprising because you just, I don't know, you're, fueled up and well i think, I think too, it's just one of those water. things with me is i never had that mentality where you know people have that mentality okay i'm on the gear now i can go stronger i can go lift heavier weights where for me it was like i never had that mentality it's like i just wanted to train heavy whether i was on or off but you know it just so happened that some of my best lifts was when i was off but i got friends like i said when you train with them they'd be like let's go heavy they used to be like oh, i can't go heavy I like, why not i'm on the, not on anything i'm like well if you fucking think that way you're never gonna so it's like, you know, when they're on the gear, they think, okay, I'm going to eat this many meals and then train hard. They're like, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting stronger. Yeah, you're probably getting stronger because now you're eating six or seven times a day, whereas when you're off the gear, you're only eating two or three times a day. It's like they put this weight on when they're on the gear, but then when they come off it, they, they think, okay, I'm off the gear now. So they lighten up their training. Their meals go to shit again. They're like, oh, I've lost 10 kilos when I've come off. Yeah, because you're fucking, your eating's going to shit. You went from eating six to seven meals when you're on it. Now you're going back to two to three meals a day because you come off. Of course you're going to lose fucking weight. It's got nothing to do with the gear. It's like... Right, and that's a really bad, like, it's a really bad thing that happens when, one of the most dangerous things about gear, not dangerous like to your health, but just to your psyche, is the whole, once you, some people, will they'll start, and then they get, what you're talking about, they'll get that, this idea that, when they're not on, they're they forget all the years they train natural. Because now that mm-hmm. they're on juice, when they're not on, they they think they can't do anything. They think they're like a worthless like slug, 
even though they trained naturally for years and was they were successful. I mean, hopefully, you know. It, but then they start gear, and when they come off, like you said, they're like, "Oh, I can't train heavy. I can't do this. I can't do that." It's like mm-hmm. that's just that's a really bad thing to have happen. And when you and have, same, you feel like, that, like I said, the same with their eating too. That they might when they're naturally just eat a bit here or there, or they might miss a meal. But when they're on the gear, it's like I'm on the gear now. I've got to eat six meals a day. I've got to get the right amount of protein in. So the eating becomes so much better. So they feel better. They get stronger. And when they come off the gear again, the eating goes to shit. Then they lose weight and go, oh, because I'm off the gear. It's like, no, because you're, you're just throwing everything out the window. It's like, okay, you've come off the gear, but fuck, still go to the gym, bust your ass, still eat five, six meals a day. None of that should change just because you fucking come off the gear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen what you're describing happen just a lot, many, many times. With my own eyes, with people that I know personally. It happens all the time. Get on shit, work hard, eat a lot, get off the shit. Stop working hard, stop eating, and then mm-hmm. blame it on the gear. Exactly. Okay. Like, like I said, if you come off the gear, to me, I feel like, because I eat a lot of food all the time, too, I might eat more junk food. So when I come off, I might drop two to four kilos. But that was just from fluid, you know, depending, you know, if what I was eating and shit, because I'd just be cramming the food in to put the weight on. But then when I come off it, I might just cut out like a McDonald's and shit. So fluid drops. But I never lost any muscle size or strength when I came off it. So. I just think that's why these people just like you said, you see them, they blow up, then they come down, they blow up, and they come down. I'm like, what's the fucking point? You're just going up and down, up and down. You're not keeping anything. It's just stupid. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've always, I don't know, I've always been fearful of that. Like, just going, like, I don't know. Who wants to be big and then be small and then be big and then be small? It's like, it's just um, going in circles, kind of. Well, you see it all the time. It's winter time. Okay, let's do this, do that. Then summertime. All right, let's get on the juice. Let's clean up the diet. It's time to go to the beach and take our shirts off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. We got uh, Lee Priest's favorite exercise to make lower traps pop. Lower traps. See, I never, I haven't been over every year I've trained from day one. I've never been muscle specific. To me, it's like if I train traps, I would do. Dumbbell shrugs, barbell shrugs, maybe shrugs behind my back. And then when you do a lot of back work, two different types of rowing can hit the lower trap. So to me, I never I was one of these people, you know, where they say, how can I hit the outer head of my tricep? Or To me, it's like, I don't know, I just train triceps. I do push downs, I do weighted dips, I do overhead dumbbell extension. So if I do these exercises, the whole muscle is going to get work, so it's going to grow. So the thing that you can just target the lower part of your trap without involving the upper party trapping the other muscles, that ain't going to happen. So sometimes you see guys like Dorian, his traps are developed from the top of his traps all the way down to the middle of his back. Some people are just genetically can develop them in different areas more. But, you know, just to target that one area ain't going to happen. So my advice would be to do, like I said, dumbbell shrugs, barbell shrugs, shrugs behind the behind your back. And then, like I said, majority of some rowing movements, you know, some sort of barbell rows and stuff. I used to do like... um partial deadlifts just beneath the knee and just hold the bar stand up when I come up and I use two or three plates and come up I'd squeeze my traps back and the next day my traps would be so sore just from doing that so there's a lot of exercises you can do but just to say what exercise is going to hit just the lower party traps well I wouldn't know because I just do all the exercises I've never seen anyone put it this way I've never seen anyone with the lower part of their traps just bulging out of their back and now upper trap going to their neck, so. 
<laughs> I don't think I think traps are only second to calves in regards to how genetic they are. Um, you, could, you could have three groups. You could have calves, traps, and forearms. <laughs> oh right, forearms are huge too. Like, it, yeah, basically, if you have shitty traps, it's very hard to correct that. If you have shitty forearms, very hard to correct that. And same with calves. Forearms might actually be the worst. I mean, uh-huh. Kai Green's had bad forearms since day one, and you see him oh, train. Well, you say, well, you say Branch, too. Branch is strong. He does heavy weights, whether it be good form or bad form. He still does heavy weights, and you figure holding on to those heavy weights should have massive forearms, and yet he hasn't got big forearms. And then Flex's forearms weren't big, and I don't think Jay really had big forearms either. So it's funny you can see guys oh, that have really. great forearms, and some don't have any at all. So, like I said, a lot of it are just genetics. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Geo <laughs> That's a surprise. Do you still inject Poutserol? What the fuck's that? Poutserol? Poutserol? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. P-O-U-T-S-O-R-O-L. I googled it and it's not even a word, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I've never, never fucking heard of it. Poutserol? So I guess the answer is no. No. Elaborate. What is it? Fucking <laughs> what you Elaborate, Gio. I have a. I. I get the feeling he's being like, he's Funny. trying to be smart, but I don't know. Maybe not. Is, is not, it like, like a? Is it like a play on words? There is it meant to mean another word or? Or maybe it's it's a typo. I don't know. I don't. I googled it and I nothing came up. They wanted me is, to put it. Like, the, did you mean the, portable? Is is the on the keyboard is the P near another letter that could make the letter? <laughs> No, I mean L maybe Lotserol. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a fucking one of those puzzle words, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to figure it out too. I was looking. I was like, what word could be or what letter could be wrong to make this actually like mm-hmm. look like something? I couldn't. I can't. I start. Figure it I out. start. I start doing that when I see something's like weird. I'm like, okay, well, let me see what keys or buttons near it that he meant to have hit. Then you start looking. Okay, there's an M near the P. Would it be Lotserol? Fucking that. Maybe, know. maybe, maybe he just wasn't looking when he typed, and the word he typed in maybe fucking the autocorrect pulled up a word out of nowhere, and he didn't look up to check it. <laughs> yeah, this word is not something we've ever seen. So, and do you still inject? Uh, it sounds like he might just be trying to be a, uh, a dick, but if Funny. not, fucking elaborate, bro. Suj ninety seven. This is a good one. Can Lee remember any embarrassing moments when he was in elementary school? Or I guess high school for that matter. No. I didn't really... What kind of kid were you? Were you a popular guy? Yeah, I was the class clown making people laugh. You know, teacher would be like, Lee, you say one more thing, you're getting kicked out. So I'd tell a joke and the kids would laugh and Lee, get out. So... (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) And then I'd... um. I used to, when I was really young, I used to wear my Superman suit to school. I'd have, like, my long gray school pants on and my blue shirt, long sleeve blue shirt. And that. But underneath, I'd have on my whole Superman outfit, and I'd have the cape tucked down one of the pants of my legs in my school uniform. So going home from school, I could just unbutton my shirt like Superman and fucking rip into my Superman suit on the way home. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but at school, I was always just like that. Lee, you know, you know, that'd be funny now, so I'd always be funny, so, and now I'd get kicked out, so, yeah, but obviously one of those that would question why, 
you know, if they said something, why? Like, well, well, you have to ask so many questions. I was like, well, you got a teacher, then you got the answer. <laughs> Out you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yep. whatever. Yeah, same as me. Same, same shit. Same. Especially, uh, especially same if shit. I didn't like, like, if it was like mathematics and I really hated the subject, and then I'd sort of not play up, but I just wouldn't pay attention. I just do my own thing and make the kids laugh and do whatever. So. It's funny how in high school you don't use any, you don't learn anything useful. Yeah, I used to always like, say it to my, I used to say it to my math teacher. I say, listen, well, this was back in the day before they had scanners, where they had the old, you know, the old cash registers that you'd have to push the buttons on and the numbers would pop up, ding, ding, ding. I said, listen, say, I just don't, whatever, want to work in like a Woolworths or a Coles supermarket. I said, why are you explaining to me A plus Z equals this X Y? I said, if I was to get just like a normal job in a supermarket on a checkout, I said. The checkout till does not have keys X, Y, Z and shit. So why do I have to learn it for? There's no need for it. I'm not going to become an architect or a mathematician or God knows what where I'm going to need this knowledge ever again. So why am I having to learn it? Same as when I used to go to fucking language class and they try and teach me French and German. I said, why? I'm not going there. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And there's zero chance that you're ever going to remember that bullshit. Like, oh, I can't do like, algebra and shit anymore, or calculus, oh, like the shit I was oh, forced to do in school. I could oh, never had, do that now. Nah, and I'm had, I'm 7 music. billion times <laughs> smarter than I was back then. What about music class? They had to teach you to record. I'm like, what are we going to play the recorder for? I don't want to learn the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, art and shit, like forcing you to, I don't know. Well, I didn't mind, because we get the paint. She used to paint, like, Arnold pictures, and two of my, I painted a, picture of raw deal and the commander and they're both hanging up near the principal's office so that wasn't too bad back then so every time i had to sit outside the principal's office i got to stare at my artwork <laughs> that's <not> nice <laughs> yeah i couldn't draw or anything I, I hated fucking i hated music i hated art um, i like science science i really like because that was fun you got to get to do shit with the bunsen burners and yeah anything like that yeah but no mathematics i hated with a passion I didn't like chemistry or, like, philosophy and that shit, but I liked, uh, or not philosophy, I did like well, philosophy, or physics, I, I didn't like. I didn't mind sort of history and geography, that wasn't bad, just learning about different places and stuff like that, but, yeah, like I said, stuff like mathematics, it's like, if you're going to go to school, I liked, um, we had one, like, we had woodwork and metalwork, it wasn't bad, because we could build shit, and then we had another one, like, home type thing, where it was actually, like, cooking classes, where you get to bake shit and eat it, so that wasn't bad. Yeah, I took but, home ec courses. Yeah, but it's like too. they need to teach shit like that these days. It's like as you get to high school and shit in the high school at time, it's like you pretty much have a rough idea. Okay, I want to go this path in life. This is what I'm thinking of doing. So give me subjects and shit that's going to help me along that way. Don't give me fucking mathematics if I'm going to go do something where I'm never going to use that again. If I'm going to become a greenskeeper and mow yards and do lawns in the park and shit for the city, I don't need to know all this shit. Teach me stuff that's got to do with mm -hmm. that. You know, just like at some point we should yeah. stop learning how bad the Nazis were over and over again, and just mm -hmm. learn about something that fucking like, like how about insurance or healthcare or mortgages or anything that make like anything how well, whether, anything is practical. Like, like how about he's do some classes on fucking first aid if someone's choking, how to give someone CPR, how to. If someone gets cut or stabbed or a gunshot wound or stuff like that, if someone's choking and stuff that you could probably fucking use in life, some good driver's ed on, on car control, if you get into a bad skid or in some snow or ice or shit, how to get out of it and what to do, stuff like that, stuff that you can actually use in the real fucking world that's going to help you, you know? 
Exactly. I had a buddy, uh, I can't remember his name now even, from back up north where I'm from, and he, uh, he had this, he made this post on Facebook once, and it listed all the things we don't learn in high school, and it was pretty shocking. Like, all, like, pretty much everything you have to do, you have to just learn on your own when you get out of high school, because you have no idea how to do anything. Unless your parents taught you, you don't know anything about anything. You know, like, bullshit. You know how to solve a math equation on a piece of paper. That's only useful uh-huh. on that piece of paper. You know, or, or about fucking every single fucking detail about World War Two. Like, we learn about <laughs> World War Two two times every year, but nothing about anything else that's uh, practical. Not saying we shouldn't learn about that, but Jesus Christ, like, fuck. So when it comes time and you're there and someone's dying, you say, look, I don't know how to save you, but I can read you the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> yeah, four score. What the fuck? You know what? I took a... I took a fucking English class in college, and I had to present the Gettysburg Address. I didn't have to. I chose the Gettysburg Address, <laughs> and I did it like, man, it was it was a. Did you dress up as Lincoln? No, I should have though. <laughs> and nothing but the top hat, but ass naked. <laughs> that was the, one of the worst classes I ever took by far. You had to like, it was called oral interpretation of literature, and you had to oh. like fucking i don't even know you had to like you had write you had to write a piece like any other literature class but then you had to present it to the class you know orally in front of everyone and oh. it was like they you were great on how well you spoke how clear you spoke and it was just such a bullshit class with this stupid uh man i hated college let me tell you what a <laughs> you joke you could have done that to be or not to be <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, if I could go back, man, I would fuck with these people so bad. (laughs) I would do the Arnold fucking coming speech. That's what I would do over and over again. Uh Uh-huh. Mr. Roberts, you can't use that anymore. Fuck you. (laughs) Yes, you can. He was governor. He was governor. He said it. (laughs) I'm coming at home. I'm coming in the gym. I'm coming (laughs) here. So can you imagine how much I am in heaven? Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, so next question, Mighty Mike P. What are your thoughts on the classic bodybuilding class? Do you think it's a step forward for competitive bodybuilding? P.S. Do you have any plans to visit the Body Power UK show? It would be great to meet you again. This is someone who's met you. No, I don't think. Uh, no, I can never tell where I'm going to end up. So on the body power, I'm not sure. And like I was talking about this before, whether it be a classic physique class or a classic bodybuilding. To me, when you look at, when you say to someone, what is classic physique or classic bodybuilding? They say, well, it's where you have, you know, the shoulders and the chest and the arms are all symmetrical and a small waist and conditioning. I'm thinking, well, isn't that what bodybuilding is meant to be? So why are we, why are we now calling that classic physique or classic bodybuilding as bodybuilding itself got that distorted and got that fucked up and everyone's looking blocky and fat that now we actually have to make a class for what bodybuilding should be so i just don't understand the whole thing because when you read what the rules and what they're looking for in the classic physique or classic bodybuilding that's what bodybuilding is so how about we just bring the people with the big stomachs and everyone back in the line and then we just have bodybuilding instead of making up all these new fucking fang dango fucking classes I agree with that 100%. I, I I said this from day one. I mean, I like 
classic just because I don't know it's 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 bodybuilding I and, and I guess so I like it but I just don't see how, why um, it ever became necessary I guess mm-hmm. um, it, it's just it's been it's been allowed to grow out of control and now we need another division it's kind of silly mm-hmm. um, <laughs> here's Paul Cullen he's back. Hi, Jeff. Happy New Year to you both. Thank you. You too, Paul. Hope it was good. Uh, Ask Lee, who was the biggest stalker over the years? He can't include himself. Stalker? Uh, I mean, he... Yeah, stalker. I don't know. I don't really think I've had any. I'm sending you a picture that um, Paul Cullen sent me today. I just texted it to you. Oh boy! I don't think I really had any. I didn't have any stalkers, really. But you'd have troll type. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have um, troll type people on boards, and that, you know, you know, you get the same people. Remember when Get Big was the main board, and you oh, get yeah. the same. You get the same trolls just talking the same shit over and over, talking crap. So, you know what? I don't always say I had any stalkers. So probably me. Well, I figured if you have stalkers, then that's okay, because that makes you feel wanted. Yeah. Depending how stalky they are, you know, if you're laying in bed, you see them spying out your cupboard or something like that, then it could be a bit creepy. If you're in the shower washing washing your stomach and a hand starts washing your back, then you might have to wanna, yeah. Might want to deal with that. Okay. WT Doom. Who was the hardest training bodybuilder of your era, and who was exceptionally strong? Good luck with the operation, mate. Uh, thank you. Uh, me. I don't know because everyone. You can't really say who was the hardest training because I trained really hard, and you know my era. There's some trainer. Yeah, and then different bodybuilders. You know, Paul Me was really strong on benchings and stuff but you're strong on legs so yeah i think everyone's an individual when it comes to their training and their lifts and what they're strong on and stuff like that so it's just yeah i wouldn't really say i never really focused on everyone else's training but you know you'd hear people say ronnie was the strongest or then johnny jackson was the strongest maybe they're strong on different lifts and stuff but like i said everyone you know everyone's individual to what they're doing so yeah, don't really get into that whole thing. It's bodybuilding, not powerlifting. If it was in powerlifting events, and you could say, okay, this guy's really strong in the deadlift or squatting and that, but in bodybuilding, it's really irrelevant. It doesn't matter as long as you don't get injured. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it really, I mean, as far as power and strength is concerned, it really depends on the lift, I think. I mean, I don't think anyone could bench like Kevin Lavrone or Lavroni. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would do... He would do 455 for five, 10 days out of the Olympia with no body fat, you know, Uh and he only weighed 240, maybe less. I mean, that's absurd. Absolutely absurd. Flat back all the way to his chest, nice and controlled 315 Uh for 315 for 15 on incline, like right before the show too. It's just insane. Then you have the big deadlifters and the big squatters, you know, you have even like some of the smaller guys are some of the biggest squatters in the whole industry, like yourself, um, Jose Raymond. You know, these guys are insane. 
and then deadlift. Johnny Jackson was huge on the deadlift. Ronnie. Now Dallas McCarver is pulling 850. Just insane weights. So. Mm-hmm. But Lee was very strong. You don't People don't understand how strong you really were. I, I remember uh, when I originally wrote that article about you back in the day, I was doing research and fi- trying to find numbers. And some of them, there was one MD where you, somebody asked for your numbers and you just gave a couple and they were just crazy. Some of them, I mean, you're like, you said you benched what? like 525 for yeah. four or something. Six, six or seven. But the thing is, I never gave numbers. I mean, of course, like, because... Okay, the days I did squat, you know, like 775 and stuff like that for six reps. It's, you know, it's things I might do on the odd chance once every six months. So to me, it wasn't like real numbers because I wasn't doing it all the time. So if someone said, what do I squat? I might just say, oh, five plates because that's what I generally stuck around for sets and reps. I might do four sets of 10 or 15 reps with the five or four plates. So if I had a day where I'm like, shit, I'm feeling strong, then I'll go another plate, go up to seven. So I never really those numbers out like these are the weights I use all the bloody time you know what I mean so I just that's why it didn't really matter to me <laughs> yeah yeah I I can understand that what what would spark you to do crazy lists like who you were with or just feeling good yeah, or just, just feeling good generally it's like you know one of those days where I say like generally I squatted five plates and we did five and I was feeling strong and like okay let's throw another half on if I feel half on did the same amount of reps I did with five I'm like okay let's go to six and if I put six on and I still felt strong and got him out easy. Okay, let's try six and a half. So I always just went by how I felt. I never said I'm going in the squat this much today or dumbbell press. I just I'd always go to my max that I did the time before. If I get there, I'm like, fuck, I'm actually feeling stronger today. Let's try a bit more. So I just went by that. Then they had those days where I might have been squatting and got the three and a half. I went, oh fuck, that's feeling heavy. So I'll just stay on three and a half and maybe just do sets of twenty reps. So I just went by how I felt. If I felt strong, I'd go heavy. If I didn't, I wouldn't push it. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Oh, that's all the questions we have. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, we were trying to think about what's, like, really happened in the industry since last time we recorded, which has been, like, a while. It's been, like, six weeks or something stupid. But nothing's really nothing. happened. You had the, the, the little Rich Piana scuffle. That's um, it. Didn't the, the Arnold, didn't the Arnold list come out, or...? Oh, yeah, it did. You're right. It's pretty... It's like nine competitors, eight competitors. I thought... Because I thought I thought... I saw one before a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, oh, that's nothing, like, exciting. Is this just, like, a list that's not finished? And someone goes, no, that's the list, only, like, eight or nine. I think but there's nothing really outstanding. Not saying, you know, the guys that are in it aren't outstanding. It's just, like... Like I said, I'm so used to the Arnold being, like, back in the day of Flex Wheeler, you know... Kevin Leverone, Chris Cormier, myself, Paul Dillette, like, there was so, pretty much the Arnold Classic and all those shows at the beginning of the year, take out Dorian Yates or Lee Haney, every show was almost like an Olympia lineup. It had all the Olympia guys in it, apart from Mr. Olympia, so now, I sometimes see it, I'm like, hmm, okay, you know, for that type of show, to me, like the Arnold's up there at the Olympia, you just think you'd have more, like, Olympia guys in it, but, know. Yeah, nobody in the entire lineup has placed top six of the Olympia, not a single uh-huh. guy, which is probably the first time that's ever happened in fucking Arnold classic history. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever been in top seven. I think the best guy in the lineup, Cedric, I don't know if he's ever been seventh. Damn, so, I this, mean, is I, this is when I should be a hundred percent making my comeback. <laughs> I know what the fuck smoke these fools. But yeah, I think 
I, I, I mean, I certainly can't remember a time when the Arnold Classic, there's which, not which, one guy from the top six of the Olympia. It doesn't even make sense, really. Which the, could be a, which could be a good thing because maybe this Arnold it can be wide open to whoever comes in the best shape on the day is going to win. Where it's not going to be like oh, Dexter's doing it, he's going to win, or a branch is going to be up there, or so. Maybe this time it can be wide open, so it might be a bit more excitement. Uh, yeah, I mean that's true. There's definitely going to be a new champ. I think I'd love to see uh, Cedric win, but I do believe I don't know this Dallas McCarver kid is really starting mm-hmm. to impress me. Kids yeah, are monsters. I think I think he's going to be the new face on the block, still being young, and as long as he can keep himself injury-free and healthy, I think he might be the next one to come along and be the next white hope in the Mister O stage. Yeah, and what's cool about him, like he he seems to have a good head on his shoulders too, but also. When he turned pro, he had no discernible potential at all. I mean, he was probably he was probably the worst North American winner ever. And now he's like, you know, he just didn't have anything going for him when he turned pro. He wasn't not he wasn't that hard. He had no standout body parts. He didn't have a small waist. He's just like a. It just didn't look like he had any chance of being a good pro. I mean, I would have uh-huh. bet a lot of money on him not being a good pro. And he's he's been he's been able to like morph himself into this monster freak, and you know that's why he, he often he he doesn't like the genetics bullshit because he's like, well, when I turned pro, people said I had no genetics and I had no chance, and now that I worked my ass off for five years and got to this point, people just say I'm a genetic freak, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's got a good point. I mean, exactly. Well, he does. To, um, when's what's his name making his show come back? Feroz isn't he meant to be coming back this year or? Oh yeah, Seth Ferrosi. I don't know. I think uh, there were talk. There was talk of him doing the Arnold, but I don't think he is. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think he's coming back. He's really, really big and in decent yeah, shape that. too. Some, yeah, some pictures I saw he looked good, apart from his beard, looking like a lumberjack. Yeah, that's kind of the look he's going for, I guess. But I don't. I don't, uh, I don't know when he's competing. <laughs> He was really good, though. He turned pro in three shows. Yeah. His third show was the fucking Nationals, and he won the light heavies or whatever. He'd be, uh, who'd he be? Lee Banks, I think. Yeah, just a really, really fast rise to the pros. Probably the fastest ever, actually. I mean, Phil was fast, but Seth Ferrosi did, like, a, a local show. Then he did the Pittsburgh, and then he did Nationals, and he was pro. Crazy. Who does that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. boy. But yeah, that's all I got. That's um, good. What's the timer say here? Oh, Jesus. Still an hour and a half. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's another episode of International Iron. Like, I feel like I say this every time, but I am going to try to do these a little more regularly. It's just it's yeah. difficult. Uh, well, well, finally that'll not, be, that's, uh, our, that's our New Year's plan. Right, that's our New Year's <laughs> resolution to fucking record twice a month. But you know, now that the holidays are over, um, my uh-huh. schedule is a little less crazy, so I'm able to uh, to get on here a little bit more. But I have generally have Tuesdays and Fridays off, so Tuesdays okay. I record the other show. So uh, we yeah. could get like on a every other Friday schedule, which would be uh-huh. your your Saturday. Saturday. That would be good. Um, what time is it there right now? Like three o'clock. Noon? Three o'clock. 
creepy and yeah i mean i think um 3 p.m on a 3 p.m on a monday here yeah today's i got my days mixed up today's sunday Mm -hmm. but yeah normally like a friday would be good sundays are okay it's just sometimes it's i i have to rush to make our sunday show you get you get you get held up at church yeah i got held up at church talking to the priest too long (laughs) but uh you know how that is oh yeah (laughs) uh joe friendly but yeah hopefully we can do like an every maybe an every other friday thing like i said and okay get it get it done but check out ironmaglabs.com they support this show and pretty much every other show in the industry uh, you can use coupon code Jeff15 for 15% off. Come on, it should be Jeff17 for 2017 now. Come G-E-O-F-F-1-5. On. I wish it was 17. <laughs> I wish it was 17. Another 2%. Take that yeah. shit. But, uh, and uh, ironmagazine.com, that's where this, this is uh, posted, uh, as well as iTunes. Iron Magazine is where my articles are. Uh, Matt Wyke, all the other great writers over there, Mike Arnold, and uh, best writers in the game. Uh, Iron Mag Research, same story, Jeff15, G-O-F-F-1-5, 15% off at checkout uh, for you more hardcore guys that are into the research chems and peptides. Uh, you use peptides, don't you, Lee? No, I haven't for years and years. I should, maybe. For once, but maybe after I get this neck operation, I should look into it again. Because isn't the, I know back in the day people were taking CJC and that sort of stuff for yep. recovery and stuff. There's probably so many more new ones now I wouldn't have a clue. But maybe after my next neck up I should look into that. Yeah, I thought I heard somewhere where you said you were using some peptide. I don't know, but uh, yeah, some of them are pretty actually pretty pretty potent. It's just mm-hmm. like you said, it, it, it the peptides almost become like a their own language you really have to learn what you're looking at and how to even dosing them is because you got to get the back water and you got to mix it and you got to figure out what the no, so you're already you're already you're already turning me off now because it's becoming too technical <laughs> right it, it is it is like i've does tried it, to use them it, in the past it, and it really is like a, does it come in a cream you need yeah you need a fucking lesson on how to use the shit uh like a like a day course so yeah like that yeah that that turns me I, off as well. I'd, like, I'd, I'd forget <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Your fucking mess uptake way too much. <laughs> Feeling all woozy. But uh, all right, that's it. The okay, end of okay. Another episode. I'm going to have uh, a cup. I'm going to have a cup of tea. Nice. I'm going to have a cup of bedtime. Oh, okay. Uh, I got a couple hours though before I probably go to bed. I'm too uh, jacked up from this interview to go to bed right now. I I tell you, I have that effect on people. Juices are flowing. <laughs> Go take care of it. All right, guys. <laughs> episode. Man, it's been too long. I don't know what episode is it. Somewhere in the high thirties. Episode okay. one of episode one of two thousand and seventeen. <laughs> yeah, first episode of two thousand seventeen. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, International Iron, brought to you by Iron Mag Labs and IronMagResearch.com. I am Jeff Roberts for. Be priest. We are out. Goodbye.